with us. Well, we know we are going to be continuing with social and physical distancing for the foreseeable future, at least another month, according to most officials, and likely much longer than that. What we don't know is exactly how long this coronavirus is going to persist and how long we are going to be in the situation we are in right now. What if it does go into the wildfire season? Well, my next guest says that could be very troublesome. And joining me on the line is Sarah Henderson, Senior Environmental Health Scientist at the BC Centre for Disease Control. Sarah, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It seems like it's a long way in the distance to be talking about this, but it is possible. So what concerns do you have if we see this going into wildfire season? Well, first of all, I want to make it clear that we're actually already in wildfire season, although we usually don't get extreme fire until later in the summer in B.C. Um, We can get extreme fire in the north as early as late April or early May. So uh, this could happen at any time. If we see the combination of wildfire smoke and COVID, there's a few things that we're concerned about. First of all, We may see more infections because the smoke exposure can affect how well your immune system works, and therefore it might not fight off COVID as well as it would if there was no smoke. Second of all, we might see more severe cases of COVID-19 if there's smoke outside as well. And we're particularly concerned for anybody who has any sort of pre-existing respiratory condition such as asthma or COPD. Right, because we've even been talking about that, looking at COVID-19 cases and with a lot of doctors saying for, for people with those conditions, asthma or, or other conditions, it is it can be much more serious. It can be much more serious. And we know that those people are also much more sensitive to wildfire smoke. So you may have seen this term double whammy being bandied around. And I think that's exactly what might happen. Uh, and last year, we were bracing, I think, for, for the, the years previous to that, people will remember that really thick smoke in the air, the air quality for, for much longer than, than we were used to. Um, I, I remember people were asking, oh, is this the new normal? It seemed like we got a bit of a reprieve from that last year. Not that that's an indicator or a predictor of what's going to happen this year, but do we have any idea what kind of a wildfire season we're bracing for? You know, it's always really hard to predict. So last year at this time, they were actually calling for another severe wildfire season and the weather system just changed and we got lucky and it got wet. So we didn't have another repeat of 2017 and 2018. We do not know what this year is going to bring, but I always tell everyone we just have to go into it prepared for another record-breaking wildfire season. We just have to expect that it might be like 2018 all over again. Hmm. So what would people, how would people prepare then, especially those that are perhaps older or do have those medical conditions? How do you prepare differently than, than you would for a normal wildfire season with the idea that you might also be dealing with the pandemic? So one thing, a good thing is to touch base with your care providers in advance, especially if you see a respiratory specialist. Make sure that you're talking to them about your concerns, about this potential double whammy. The other thing is to know how to keep your indoor environment at home as smoke-free as possible. Even if you can create one sort of clean air room in your house where you can take refuge from smoke, that will help to protect you. So think about purchasing an indoor air cleaner now rather than when the smoke starts. 
think about what you can do to make yourself as comfortable at home as possible. Uh, We often uh, look back at the SARS outbreak, at what we learned there when dealing with uh, coronavirus or when dealing with something like this. Uh, Do we also look back, can we look back at air quality or air pollution and how that changed during SARS as well? We can to some degree. So there's a bit of information on how air pollution in China changed SARS in China. And there was certainly evidence of an effect for people who lived in more polluted areas that the outbreak was more serious. And even daily fluctuations in air quality were associated with how how deadly SARS was on a day-to-day basis. That said, air pollution in China is quite different from wildfire smoke, so we can't necessarily expect them to behave the same way. But it does provide a good heads up that air pollution is an important part of this conversation in this pandemic. Absolutely. Uh, Because do we get to the stage then where we've been talking so much about ventilators and that being part of the treatment for people with the more severe uh, symptoms and the severe cases of COVID-19? I mean, is that something that we talk about for people that are that that have a a negative reaction to wildfire or to smoke as well and and that putting more pressure on the healthcare system? To date, I'm not aware that, you know, our extreme wildfire seasons have placed that much more pressure on the healthcare system, nothing like what we're talking about with respect to COVID. But we do need to be extra careful if we do see those two things piling up on top of each other. So we're starting in the province now to try to engage our acute and long-term care facilities in conversations about what might happen if we have a smoky summer. And we tend to see people wearing more masks when we have smoke in the air like that as well, whether they're effective or not. And there's still the ongoing conversation on how effective masks are for people who aren't sick. But are there concerns as well that there's going to be more of a demand than for masks if we still have this as we head into the wildfire season? Yes, you know, I haven't even thought through that too clearly yet, but there's usually quite a high demand for especially N95 respirators when it gets smoky outside because they can help to reduce the amount of smoke that you inhale. So if we're having demands on those on those resources for COVID as well, we're going to have another sort of piling up of demands. Mm-hmm. I guess one possible silver lining in all of this, and, and I say that realizing it, it doesn't sound great, but if we're still in this state of people being told to stay home and most places closed, there aren't going to be people in the woods. And because most of the fires we're dealing with, at least the interface fires, are human caused, uh, perhaps that would lead us into a scenario where we don't have as many fires because there simply aren't people out there causing them. You are correct that most of our, or many of our fires at the interface are caused by humans. Most of our very large fires are caused by lightning. So I don't think uh, lightning is going to worry too much about whether or not we're staying home. But there is, it is possible that we'll see a little bit of reduction in wildfire because of that. Um, On the flip side, you know, we often tell people when it's smoky outside, Go to the mall, go to the community center, go to the library. All those places have tend to have really good indoor air quality. And we may not be able to use that advice this time around if everybody still has to be staying, staying home. So we really have to 
place a lot of emphasis on trying to keep that home environment comfortable. All right. And let's hope uh, that those two uh, things don't collide. But uh, as you know, and uh, we've been saying, we don't know at this point. Uh, Good advice, though. Thank you so much. Uh, Sarah Henderson, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Take care. All right. You too. Uh, Sarah Henderson is a senior environmental health scientist at the BC Centre for Disease Control.